0: You're listening to the free edition of Sweden in Focus from The Local. If you would like to listen to a full-length version of the podcast, as well as an additional midweek episode, please check the episode notes for details on how to upgrade to Membership Plus. Here's this week's free edition.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite
0: Hello and welcome to this special bonus edition of Sweden in Focus, the locals news podcast. On Saturday, the podcast featured excerpts from an interview with Ukraine's ambassador to Sweden, Andriy Plakotnyuk. What we're going to hear now is the rest of the interview where we talk about topics including how the focus of his job as ambassador has changed in the years since Russia invaded his country, how Sweden is facilitating Ukraine's EU accession talks, how the invasion has affected Ukraine ukraine's swedish-speaking village gamal svenskby and how swedish humanitarian aid can help rebuild ukraine before we get to the interview this is just a reminder that the podcast is made possible by members of the local so a big big thank you to everyone who supports us we're an independent publisher and it's your support that funds our journalism If you're not a member but would like to join you can find a special membership offer for podcast listeners at thelocal.se forward slash podcast offer. So thank you for joining us on the Sweden in Focus podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself to start with and how long you've been in Sweden?
1: I'm very honoured and I'm very pleased to have this kind of communication and to share my views of the past year. I was posted to Sweden in 2020. And I started my work here in November 2020. Before that, I was working uh, in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs for six years as director for for Russia, dealing with the issues and the relations of uh, with the Russian Federation, starting with the attempted uh, illegal annexation of Crimea.
0: Okay. And can I ask you where where you're from in Ukraine?
1: I was born in the city of Kharkiv, I lived there for 22 years, and for the last 26 years, uh, when I entered the foreign service of Ukraine, I've been living in Kyiv.
0: And it's been one year now since Russia launched its full-scale invasion of Ukraine, and life for all Ukrainians was turned upside down overnight. How has your own role changed in the past year?
1: It has become more and more active. A lot of things should be taken care of, but we are prepared to work in such conditions, I mean the Ukrainian uh, Diplomatic Service, uh, it has always been very active, very creative and uh, very result-oriented. But definitely the number of tasks which we should solve these days, it has grown drastically.
0: What are the sort of things you need to deal with now on a day-to-day basis?
1: We have basically two, two spheres where we try to work hard and to get results. On the one side, we should continue and uh, to have more and more assistance, more and more solidarity and support from the countries we are posted to. And on the other side, we definitely are doing our best to take care and to solve the most topical issues for our Ukrainians, who are temporarily residing here in and everywhere in the world.
0: What sort of issues are they facing, the Ukrainians who have moved to Sweden under the Temporary Protection Directive?
1: A lot of, a lot of issues that all the Ukrainian consular services are dealing with is definitely related to the issue of passports, their validations, uh, how to prolong them and to solve all those kind of things that uh, are usually solved in Ukraine. Uh, and uh, now we have to deal with these issues. A lot of Ukrainians are now abroad and uh, they have, everyone has his or her own um, uh, problems and It's our mission, it's our job and it's our responsibility to do our best to protect them and to help them in the difficult situations they might appear. When it comes to Sweden, definitely we are so much grateful to to, to the Swedish government for all the efforts and for all the projects that have already been implemented to support uh, Ukrainians uh, who temporarily reside here since the beginning of this full-scale invasion.
0: Can you tell us what relations are like between Ukraine and Sweden and how the relationship has evolved since February 2022?
1: I'm very happy to say this, but our relations during the last year, they have become stronger and they are becoming stronger and stronger every day. The level of support, the level of solidarity, the level of presence of Sweden in Ukraine is growing with each passing day. And we have always had this uh, very fruitful ties. And uh, I definitely would like to mention here uh, the joint Ukrainian and Swedish history which goes back to 1000 years ago so our ties were strong, are strong and that will definitely become stronger in the future
0: We've written about a a Swedish speaking village in Ukraine known in Swedish as Gamal Svenskby what's it called uh, in
1: Ukrainian? It's called Zmiivka Zmiyivka is a small, a small village in the Kherson region which suffered a lot as a result of this temporary occupation by the Russian invaders but now it has been liberated but faces constant threats and constant shelling. But yeah. it's very important that the Swedish society, Swedish people, they support the local population there. They have very strong communication lines. They understand the basic needs and they doing their best providing generous donations, providing equipment like energy equipment and doing a lot of things to make the life of ordinary citizens there easier. And we are very much grateful for that
0: were you surprised by the level of Swedish support
1: you've seen we are grateful for this high level of support and coming back to uh, the 2014 and the level and the level of reaction and the strength of the response was definitely not as strong not as quick as we wanted it to be but I think that all our partners here in Europe and worldwide they understood that this situation that started a year ago, it required a really bold response, strong measures and genuinely united position. And we are grateful and we are pleased to see such kind of strong reaction.
0: Sweden's Prime Minister Ulf Christensen visited Kyiv last week and your President Volodymyr Zelensky highlighted discussions about Ukraine's plans to join the European Union. How supportive is Sweden in aiding Ukraine's accession to the EU?
1: Sweden has always been very supportive and very active when it comes to discussing the issues related to Ukraine within EU discussions. We know very well that our Swedish friends are working hard to keep unity and to move on sanctions. Now, when Sweden holds the presidency in the European Council, we have a lot of expectations that we could enter a new phase in our discussions and in our relations with European Union during this presidency. The position of Sweden, and we are very pleased to witness it, is to support Ukraine as much as possible. We remember all the priorities for EU presidency, which were outlined by the government, and Ukraine was at the top of this priority. So this is a very important signal. This is a very important decision, and we will be working on our side to deliver on reforms and to deliver on implementation of the recommendation. And we expect the European Union as community and Sweden as presidency will do a lot of things to bring Ukraine closer to the European Union.
0: And do you think it matters that it is Sweden that now holds the the presidency? Has the um, conversation changed in any way since the previous presidency?
1: We are engaged. Uh, we have always been engaged in very intense consultations and discussions and communication at various levels between the capitals, between ambassadors and, and the governmental agencies. We are very active on that. And we uh, try to provide as much information as possible in order to to help the current presidency to move forward with its ambitious agenda.
0: If listeners want to support Ukraine in any way, how would you recommend that they do so?
1: There are definitely various ways how to support support Ukraine. We are so much grateful for all generous donations. And please, I have very important message for all our Swedish friends. Please rest assured that Every krona that you donate, kindly donate to Ukraine, it really matters and it really changes the situation on the ground. It really supports people. The volunteers working here who are going on regular basis to Ukraine by sending equipment, by sending candles, by sending, well, fire trucks, doing a lot of good things, well, encountering difficulties on their way to Ukraine. They are doing a tremendously good job. And they really see that this feedback on the ground, when they meet people, ordinary people, elderly people, when they provide food, and they see the gratitude, the tears of Ukrainians who are very much grateful for this support. When it comes to mechanisms, there are very different mechanisms of doing generous donations for Ukrainians. One is we have this very efficient and very transparent platform which was organized by a government which is called United24 platform. We have the foundation of the first lady of Ukraine, Alena Zelenska, who supports children, women, in this during this wartime by organizing and implementing various projects when it comes to violence against children, when it comes to providing ambulance cars for Ukrainian medical, uh, medical facilities. Definitely, there are ways how to support by donating to international organizations of humanitarian nature. This work is very important, and uh, we ask all our friends all abroad please continue and embrace ukraine support ukraine and we will soon celebrate our joint victory
0: and Sweden, aside from military support, is also providing humanitarian aid and has been helping to restore energy infrastructure, as, I, as I understand it. How important is that work it's, and how, how important will it be at, after the war?
1: Every sphere of assistance is important. But uh, we have these numbers by our ministry, ministry of Energy that states uh, that Sweden is among top five international suppliers for the energy system of Ukraine. All the relevant agencies are doing a great job. But in this sense, I'm so much grateful to all our friends from MSB for their continuous efforts to support Ukraine by coordinating the various work and being responsible agency within the EU framework to support Ukraine when it comes to spare parts, to repair parts for electricity grids and providing a lot of assistance. So this is very important and Sweden is really doing a lot of things when it comes to infrastructure, when it comes to support of uh, the work of International Atomic Agency personnel on the ground. So it's very important and we are very much grateful for that.
0: What otherwise have been your sort of defining impressions of Sweden since moving here? Maybe even going back to before the war, how, how did you find living here and how, how has that experience changed? I'm
1: very honoured, very pleased and very happy to be posted here. My mission is to have more Ukraine in Sweden and definitely more Sweden in Ukraine. And this uh, goes through not only to the strong support of Sweden during this wartime, during this most difficult times in our history, but to have Sweden as our true and genuine partner when we will enter the phase of post-war economic reconstruction. We had very good examples of big Swedish business operating in Ukraine. Uh, Some of them, like Scania, they continue their work. Some of them had to suspend. But my hope is to have as many businessmen of Swedish origin in Ukraine as possible this year of war of Russia against Ukraine has demonstrated the strong unity and solidarity of all the democratic world supporting Ukraine and let's work hard at various levels to have the same level of support to have the same the same level of unity and solidarity and once again we should do our best to end this war as soon as possible and Once again, this will be the victory, not only Ukraine, not only of democratic values and the values of freedom, but it will be a joint victory of the whole civilized democratic world.
0: Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. I was very honored.
0: You've just been listening to an interview with Ukraine's ambassador to Sweden, Andriy Plakotnyuk, and you can check the show notes for links to any related articles. Our sound engineer on this podcast is Reese Edwards. I'm Paula Mahani, and we'll be back again on Saturday with a regular episode of the podcast. Until then, take care.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: That's all for this week's free edition of Sweden in Focus. If you'd like to hear a full-length version of the podcast each week as well as an additional midweek episode with more interviews and analysis, please upgrade to Membership Plus. Make sure to check the episode notes for details on how to upgrade. Sweden in Focus is a podcast by the local Europe. Our sound engineer is Rhys Edwards. The publisher is James Savage.